You're listening to AFR, the Armed Forces Radio Network. Around the world and coast to coast, this is the Phil Nason Show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm so happy to have you here. We're here daily on Max Sports Channels and daily at the 405 Media, the Talk Alternative. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and Armed Forces Radio and all kinds of different places. Host this show, carry this show, and promote it. Like great websites like Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. Make sure you get on over there and check out all the stuff that they have to offer. Besides, of course, my stuff. I must say I'm thrilled to be here once again with you. I missed last week. Real life gets in the way sometimes. And, you know... I was under the weather, so I just did nothing all day except play fantasy basketball, and I scored 366 points, and I didn't even hit a GPP. I didn't win a GPP with 366 points. That's crazy. Those numbers are through the roof over there at FanDuel. 405 points won that contest. I never thought I'd see the day when someone would score 400 points, but they have. They do it regularly now, and that's nuts. The money lines are crazy. You have to have at least 300 points to cash in most cases. Even in the cash games, you need a, a big score. And that line is blurred now. It used to be where guys would put together a safe lineup, use cash games to grind out a living, and now it's pretty hard to do that even. You almost need GPP-type numbers to cash in a cash game. What's the point in playing a cash game then? I don't understand it. And for those of you who don't play cash games or don't know what they are, is real simple. They're called 50-50s and double-ups and quintuples. And, of course, the dreaded head-to-heads would be considered cash games, whereas the guaranteed prize pool tournaments where you see 40000 30000 120000 the tournaments that I play in, that's a different thing. If the GPP money line is similar to the cash game line, then why bother playing? Why bother playing cash games? What's the point? You'll make more money playing GPPs, grinding them out. You can play 150 lineups. And if all your lineups cash, you did better than you would have in a a cash game. Much better than you would have. What's the point? And I saw people complaining about it. And I can't figure out for the life of me why on earth they would be complaining about it. It's tough all over now. Basketball used to be real easy. Or a lot easier than it is. I I don't think it's ever been real easy. But it's a lot more difficult now than it ever was. You know, people ask me all the time, why is it this way? It used to not be. I think one of the big things is the amount of information that's available to people. It's extraordinary how much information is available. Some of it good and some of it just fluff. You know, you see that in fantasy baseball too, but... You see it in all the fantasy sports. Everybody wants to be an expert, but the ones you want to listen to are the ones who do their homework, who don't dial it in, and who actually play their picks. That's what you really want to do. You want to find people who play their own picks and not just tell you things and then play something else. You know, I, I know guys who do that, and it's not very nice to do that. You know, People are counting on you to give them accurate information where they can cash, And, well, you don't give it to them, then you're just a schmuck in this business. And if you don't 
study and research and you just want to dial it in and just make it up as you go along, well, you suck too. And you don't belong in this industry, for real. If all you're there to do is be a pretty face and entertain us, I don't need you. In fact, I just disregard you. You don't count. You don't matter. And at some point, you're going to run out of places to work and you're going to be writing travel articles for the rest of your life because you're not an expert. And it's becoming more and more apparent every day. And, and the deal is, follow people who know what they are talking about. My goodness, it makes sense, right? Then the other thing that you have a lot of, you know, people are talking like Roto Grinders has this monster forum, in the NBA especially. And people talk, my model. It's coming up in my model that Joe Johnson's going to have a big game tonight. I don't know what model you're looking at, but Joe Johnson sucked that night. Remember, did you play DFS the other night and did you put Joe Johnson in your lineup because you thought, hey, he's taking Gordon Hayward's place so he's going to score lots of points? He laid a dud, didn't he? See, that's the other fallacy about fantasy basketball. Just because I insert you in there in my lineup doesn't mean you're going to do what the other guy did. Now, maybe five years ago, Joe Johnson would have had a big night, scored 40 or 50 fantasy points for you, and stole the show. But not anymore. He's not going to do that. Not consistently. Once in a blue moon. If that's what you were looking for, the once in a blue moon thing, and you weren't disappointed because he laid a dud, then bravo. Good for you. But if you were expecting him to score 50 points a game, then you need to listen to better people or do your own research. Well, like I did the other day and scored 366 points and still didn't win. Damn it. That sucks. But again, you know, you've got these computerized programs who kick out numbers. I've seen them. I've tried them out for people. There's nothing better for me than just getting out my notepad and my pencil, reading the local newspapers and coming up with a lineup that I think works. And if it works fine and if it doesn't, it doesn't. I can't help it. I can't do much more than that. All I can do is research my own stuff. I rarely pay attention anymore to what's going on out there. I listen to credible writers like sports writers who are credentialed, who are in the locker rooms, who will tell me things like, for example, Gordon Hayward hurt his finger and we saw him with ice on his hand that night. So be careful because it's on a shooting hand or something similar to that. Those are the guys you listen to. Not guys who sit behind their desks and just gaze into crystal balls. Sure, sometimes they're going to get the right pick, but a lot of times they don't. That's why you always want to listen to experts when you're investing your money the way that you do. Make sure you do. Make sure you do. The other thing you want to make sure of is that these guys are playing their own lineups. That's the other thing that you want to make sure Are they playing the players that they tout? Now, football can be a little dicey because a lot of times we're writing columns on Monday. Things happen. We understand those sort of things. But when a fantasy expert, and the guy is an expert, he makes a lot of money, gets on a program and tells you, I will never tell you who I'm playing or who I'm on, well, then you know what? Stop listening to him. Don't listen anymore. Instead of bitching about it, stop listening to them. Who cares what they have to say? They're not telling you the truth. Why listen to them? There, I got that out of the way. How didn't I? That was good, huh? You all love it when I rant on these knuckleheads. But the truth is, 
the fantasy sports industry has changed a lot. Daily has had a lot to do with that. The numbers are sky high in basketball. You can still hit them. Stick to your research. Stick to your own formulas. Do your own stuff. And then you'll only have yourself to blame. Use it as a hobby, as a great diversion from real life. That's what it's meant to do anyway. And you'll have a great, great time, even if you don't win every night. Believe me, it's possible to have fun and not win at fantasy sports. Now, I saw something on Facebook today. And I got to say, I'm surprised that people think that Russell Westbrook is a better player in 2016 than he was in 2015. He's not even a better player than he was in 2014 when he went berserk. Numbers tell a story. Numbers usually tell a story. Russell Westbrook has seven consecutive triple doubles. Herculean effort. And if he had got another rebound the other night, he'd have 11 consecutive games with a triple-double. That's nuts. That's video game numbers, and we applaud Russell Westbrook for being able to do so. That's Herculean. That's nuts. James Harden last night, they had a a crazy game. James Harden just missed his triple-double, but his team won and Russell Westbrook's loss. But that's neither here nor there. Did you, if you think that Russell Westbrook is a better basketball player this year than you were last year, or was last year, then you need to look at a stat sheet and do some better research because it's just not the case. It's not the case at all. Russell Westbrook's numbers are in the shooting categories are down a little bit. His percentages are down a little bit. In some cases, dramatically. His two-point percentage or his field goal percentage from two-point was 50% last season, which was incredible. It's down to 45%, and it's below his career average. So what did he improve there? How is he better? He's better at accumulating numbers, and the reason that he's better at that is because his usage is through the freaking roof and higher than it's ever been, and in fact, it's 10 points higher than his career at usage average. He's, his usage is 41.2. Of course he's going to put those numbers up. Of course he is. He has no choice but to put those numbers up. But to say that he improved is just not talking sense. His true shooting percentage, which is usually much higher than everything else, is even lower. It's a little higher than his career average, though, but it's not as high as it was last year. And it's not as high as it was in 2014, 2015 when he played the season without Kevin Durant and led his team to a lottery. It's not even close, and his usage is higher then or now than it was then. He hasn't gotten better. He's just holding the ball more. His rebound percentage is up, and you know why it's up? Do you really want to know why it's up? He's stealing rebounds from his teammates. Watch the games, and you'll see these things. I mean, he's got to do what he thinks he needs to do to carry his team, and so far he has. But let's be honest here. He has not gotten better, unless you're just a numbers guy, and then you can say sure. In fact, if we looked, 
if we let's take a look at the fantasy basketball ratings, the top ten rating, player rater at ESPN. Where's Russell Westbrook? Let's see. Kevin Durant is number one. Anthony Davis is number two. James Harden is number three. Stephen Curry is number four. And Russell Westbrook is number five. He's not even the top-rated fantasy player. He hasn't gotten better. Now, last season, you know where he was? Where was Russell Westbrook last season? He was number four. Stephen Curry was number one. James Harden was number two. Kevin Durant had to share the spotlight with Russell Westbrook. He was three. Westbrook, four. Chris Paul, five. And he would have probably been lower if Anthony Davis wouldn't have gotten hurt. Russell Westbrook hasn't gotten better. He's just taken advantage of the opportunities that he has. His usage is way up, and it is what it is. But to say he got better means that you probably don't know what you're talking about and more than likely not in a situation where I want to uh, pay attention to what you have to say because you really don't know. Now, his per 36 is way up, and you know why, right? Because his usage is up. His per 100s are up. You know why, right? Because his usage is up. You know, you have to pay attention to these things. And when you do, you're going to see what a lot of people see. And that is that Russell Westbrook is just going bananas, going crazy. It's a lot of fun to watch. But to say that he got better is just just not wise. It's not clever. It's not knowledge. It's just spouting off. And you don't need to do that if you want to be seen as an expert because it's just not so. I mean, come on. Do you really think that Russell Westbrook is more valuable than Chris Paul? I spent two weeks ago trying to tell you why Chris Paul was better and why he should be the MVP. I still think he should. Chris Paul plays defense, by the way. Russell Westbrook doesn't play defense. He used to sometimes. He doesn't play defense at all anymore. His defensive numbers are all down. His steals are down. Russell Westbrook used to steal the ball. You know, Russell Westbrook used to average, let's see, per 36 minutes, two to three steals a night. Now it's just barely over one. Russell Westbrook at times would block a shot. He barely does that anymore. He just rarely does these things. I mean, these numbers are way down. Those are scoring categories in fantasy basketball. So if you're looking at Russell Westbrook getting better from a fantasy basketball standpoint, it's not even so. He's just getting some numbers. And when he does, he produces. His opportunities are there. And it is what it is. But come on, folks. Come on. If you watch basketball, you know that that just is not the case. Really. Come on, folks. All right. There, there I just had another rant. Isn't that something? And that's a fantasy sports expert that said all that crap. Russell Westbrook is better. That's no genius. That person isn't brilliant. That's just rubbish. Straight up rubbish. Don't pay attention to these people. My God. Now, fantasy basketball waiver wire week eight. That is why you're here, right? To hear some waiver wire stuff and maybe get a leg up on your competition this week. My goodness. Week eight already. Man, where has the time flown? I may end up writing a fantasy basketball article this week. I have some time today, so I may just do that. I know you like you like to 
have those articles printed in print form too. I know for some of you folks who uh, don't have time to listen or don't want to listen to the rants, but the Minnesota Timberwolves, if you have any of them on your roster, they only have two games this week, so act accordingly on that. It's a bummer, those two game weeks. And if you have Timberwolf players such as Carl Anthony Towns or Zach Levine or Andrew Wiggins, you are out of luck this week. You better hope they blow up. Or hopefully you have some good bench players. And we're going to help you with that this week. Teams with four games. And these are the teams that you want to target to get your players because obviously they're going to play more than everybody else. You've got the Brooklyn Nets. You also have the Charlotte Hornets and the Dallas Mavericks. Four games this week. Houston Rockets, four games this week. If you own James Harden, you are very happy, I'm sure. Indiana Pacers with four games this week. Los Angeles Clippers and the Lakers, both teams are playing four games this week. The Memphis Grizzlies have four games. The Miami Heat have four games. The New Orleans Pelicans have four games. The Orlando Magic have four games. The Portland Trailblazers have four games. Sacramento Kings have four games. Hopefully they can keep them their best players out of jail this week. The Toronto Raptors have four games. And the Washington Wizards, four games this week. So that's who you want to target, players on those teams. Now, who am I looking at this week? Who do I like? Well, you know what? I know. I, I kind of like to go the unconventional route and pick players that nobody else has found. And, and you can use these guys for DFS also. But you know who goes wildly overlooked? And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Maybe it's because they're on bad teams. I don't know. But Tyler Johnson from the Miami Heat is a player who's available in over 50% of ESPN leagues. And he has four games this week. He's averaging 30 minutes a night. He's scoring in the 13s, 13 points a game. He has over a steal a game, almost four assists a game, and almost five rebounds a game, not to mention one triple a night. And he is available in 55% of your leagues. Why is that, I wonder? And he's dual eligible, so you can plug and play him just about every single possibility. He's not going to sit on your bench when he's able to play and not find a spot for him. Tyler Johnson is a guy you want to target. You could even target him in DFS. He's on the cheap. Another player who is available in over 50% of the leagues is Darren Williams from the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Darren, you know, there was a time. Do you remember the time? Maybe you don't. I don't know. When they were comparing him to Chris Paul and they were trying to figure out, they being experts, and the fan bases for that matter, who was the better point guard? Well, Darren kind of gave us his take on it. And his awful play made Chris, and Chris Paul's consistent play. Obviously, Chris Paul's the much better player. But if you want someone who over his past five games, who A, is healthy, B, who's played over 32 minutes a night and averaging 15 points a game almost, almost 10 assists, that's the guy you want to target. He'll even get you a couple rebounds. He's almost knocking down two triples a night. He gets to the line. That's not a bad thing. Darren Williams is a good player for you. Over 50% available, too. Can you imagine that? Three years ago, he would have been 100% available or 100% owned. 
but not any longer. And then you've got also another issue at the shooting guard. The issues folks have. People have issues. They want shooting guards. You know who I like a lot this week and probably is going to go wildly overlooked? Sean Kilpatrick from the Brooklyn Nets. He does some damage, boy. He can score, and he plays minutes over his last five games. He's averaging 34 minutes a night. He's averaging 22 points and six rebounds and three assists. There's a guy, and knocking down two triples a night, who's available in over 35% of your leagues and has four games this week. I like Sean Kilpatrick a lot. If he is not on your waiver wire, then perhaps, and this might be somebody you you might want to keep for the entire season. He's another player for the Brooklyn Nets. I like him an awful lot, and that's Bojan Bogdanovich or Bogdanovich. He is quite the athlete. He gets the minutes. He plays well. He scores. He can light it up. Now, there's a guy who can blow it up, man. Now, he's over his past five games, he's averaging 30 minutes a night. He scored about 17 points, 18 points a game, two assists, three rebounds, knocking down a triple a night. He's playing good basketball. He's getting to the line six times a game. He's shooting 80% from there. He's shooting 44% from the floor. He's not going to hurt you in any of those numbers. I mean, there's a guy who can help you, and he is available in 70% of ESPN leagues. Isn't that incredible? And this is a guy who's going to play. He's going to play a lot, and he's going to help you. Another player that is starting to turn it around a bit a lot of people were expecting a lot of things from him. Is Evan Turner from the Portland Trailblazers? Now he's available in just over 50% of ESPN leagues. Over the past five games, he's averaged 27 minutes a night. He's averaging 10 points, a steal and a half a game, four assists, five rebounds. He's knocking down or the problem with him is he hasn't been knocking down his threes he hasn't even been taking them but he's shooting 47 percent from the floor and 80 percent from the free throw line what's wrong with Evan Turner and he is available like I said in just over 50 percent of your leagues what's wrong with these guys why aren't they on your teams why why tell me why let's move over to the small forward position the Los Angeles Lakers have had a pretty good season this year. And, and you know why? One of the reasons why is Brandon Ingram. He's been fantastic. He's dual eligible at the power forward and the small forward spot over his past five games. He's getting 32 minutes a night. He's shooting 39% from the floor. That's not so good. He's making a triple. That helps. He's getting five rebounds a night. He's getting almost two assists. He's getting a block a night. He's averaging 10 points. That's not too shabby. There are nights when he'll score more than others. There are nights when he will get more steals than others. But he's getting 32 minutes a night. And he is available in just over 50% of your leagues. There's another one that you can just plug and play. He is available. And he's dual eligible. 
He's fun. Pick him up. Even in DFS, he's under 5,000, I think. That's not a bad pickup for you. And then, you know, this is one of those pickups that I think when he played for the Atlanta Hawks, he was available or less than he is now. And that's DeMar DeRozan from the Toronto Raptors. Now, he is starting to really heat up. I mean, really heat up. He's averaging 34 minutes a night over his last five games. He is shooting very well, 41% from the floor. He's not knocking down his threes like he was in Atlanta. But then again, it's okay when you shoot a free throw percentage of 94% and you're averaging almost five rebounds a game, four and a half assists and a steal and a half a night, and can score 23.8 points a game. That's a a very good opportunity right there, and that is not him, is it? (laughs) That's DeMar DeRozan. I got DeMar DeRozan stats up there. You want to talk about knuckleheads? There, I just pulled a knucklehead move. I wondered why uh, Damari Carroll is not the answer. He's knocking down two triples a night. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? I lost my mind there for a second. I'm looking at DeRozan's stats. Dummy. Damari Carroll averaging 30 minutes a night. Great stuff. Two three-pointers a night, which is normal for him. Three rebounds, an assist. He's scoring nine points a game If you and two steals a night. If you need steals and you need triples, you got to go with Damari Carroll. Now, the thing about Damari is this. He is not playing back-to-back games. Just not going to do it right now. They're resting him. But guess what? The Toronto Raptors have four games this week, and none of them are on back-to-backs. So that is a beautiful thing. Grab him. Grab him. He's available in over 50% of your leagues. Now that I have the right player, my God, why am I, what am I doing? Now, if you're looking for power forwards and you're looking for somebody who can help you, look no further than the Memphis Grizzlies' Jamichael Green. Jamichael has been playing great. He's not the biggest scorer every night, but here's the thing. If you need rebounds, he's your guy. He's playing 34 minutes a night. He's shooting 39% from the floor. He's averaging almost 10 points a game. He's averaging two assists a night. He's averaging a steal a game. But he's averaging 13 rebounds over his last five games, and he's shooting 78% from the line. What better than that? What's better than that? And you can get him real easy. He's 65% or he's available in 65% of your ESPN leagues. My goodness, man. I could I can't believe that I was looking at the wrong stats. My God. At least I fixed it and didn't try to BS you through it. My goodness. My goodness. How stupid am I? You know, Markeith Morris is another one who's he's available in just over 50% of ESPN leagues. And he's done pretty good this year, too. He'll have, Now, here's your guy with that high floor because sometimes he can hit. Sometimes he gets on a scoring thing, and sometimes that's a beautiful thing. But he averages 35 minutes a night. He's shooting 44% from the floor. He's not going to hit any threes for you, but he's going to get to the line, and when he does, he's going to average 85% from there. He's going to average five rebounds and two assists. He's going to get you a steal, and he's going to score about 14 points a night like he has over the past five games, and he's available in over 50% of your leagues, and he's a guy you want to grab. 
And when I mean grab him, I mean grab him right now. Grab him. Grab him. Grab him. Take him. Help help your team. Dump some of those no names. Dump an Otto Porter. I you know, Porter's been good, but I cannot believe he's owned in as many leagues as he is. He's he's one of those up and down dudes, man. Over his last five games, he's averaging, well, less than Markeith Morris, but he's more highly owned. It's because he knocks down threes. That's why. But Markeith, in the long run, is going to be much better. Now, we talked about this a couple weeks ago in Orlando. We talked about Bismack Biombo. And I, and I thought that he would be a great pickup for you then. And I think he's a great pickup for you now. He kind of banged up his shoulder on Friday night. But this is a guy over his last five games. It, now that he's starting, he's averaging 27 minutes a night. He's averaging eight rebounds. He's averaging almost a block. And he's averaging seven points a game. His free throw percentage sucks, but his field goal percentage will make up for it. He's shooting 66% from the floor. Bismack Biombo is a guy who, when he's healthy and getting the minutes, will throw shots. Will throw lots of them, like the three through this past week against the Washington Wizards. I mean, Bismack Biombo is available in 80% of your leagues. And I would think that you might want to try to grab him. And the last player that I want to recommend this week for your fantasy team, for your week, your season-long league, is another one who kind of laid an egg in daily this week, and that's Dwight Powell. Everybody was on Dwight Powell. He's averaging about 26 minutes a night. He's shooting 56% from the floor. He shoots 82% from the free throw line. He's getting six rebounds. He's getting an assist. Sometimes he'll get the occasional block. He'll get the occasional steal, 11 points a game. There's a guy who is available who can help you. He's available in 90% of your leagues. He'll have his big nights. He'll have his small nights. He plays on a bad team. But he's another very good player to pick up. They're out there. You just have to look for them. That's all. Look for them. Look for team guys from teams with four games or five games in a week and grab them and go win your league. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Phil Nason Show. I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen, putting up with my rants, and we'll be back next week with more fantasy basketball news and some NBA stuff. Maybe we'll go back to doing some more NBA stuff. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.